Hey there, and welcome to Win Stupid Presents, the show where we ask the festive questions that nobody thought were worth asking. I'm Eddie, and I'm joined today by three little bundles of joy, and they are Alex. Oh no, I'm first. Help. Um, I'm joyously <laughs> exasperated in the fact that I thought I had more time to think of an answer to this thing. Okay, we can try again if you want. Bear! I'm dressed in nothing but a big silk ribbon. Alex again. <laughs> I'm dressed in nothing. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. And our judge this episode is Jamie. Hi, I'm Jamie. Wow. I'm going to go grump, grump, grump. <laughs> Good work, everybody. I had an intrusive thought if you want to do it again. <laughs> nope. We're just moving straight on through. Unlucky you. One take. <laughs> okay. No edits today. No edits episode. No edits episode. Oh, no, there's always edits on an episode. No, no, no edits. Let's go. Jamie, what question have you got? for us this holiday period? Well, uh, this year's Christmas special question is in stark contrast to your little intro there. You see, last year, I, I hired an individual to um, acquire for me something that... A bit illicit. Um, and he failed. Okay. Uh, he was the Grinch. And basically, I need to know how to do better than the Grinch at stealing Christmas. Oh, I see. He was the Grinch. He isn't anymore. He was the Grinch, yes. He's no longer the Grinch. He's the... Was he accidentally the Grinch? As in, I didn't mean to hire the Grinch. Uh, he said he could manage it. Okay. Oh, I see. The Grinch wasn't good enough at what you wanted to achieve. No, I need to steal Christmas and the Grinch failed me. Oh, as in he got warmth in his heart and he mm. became a good person in the end. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I can see why that would be a problem. But he, we know he'll give it a shot, right? And we know he's got some mechanical skill. I mean, he almost managed it, yeah. So what we need is my phone not to give me a pill reminder when I'm talking. <laughs> <laughs> no edits episode, baby. <laughs> <laughs> no edits. I'll just get the audio of me taking this, this pill. It's all going in. I'll just get audio of taking this pill. Here we go. Clunk, crunch. Shaky, shaky. Oh, get a bit of ASMR in there. <laughs> you don't gurgle pills, Bear. <laughs> I was doing the uh, drinking sound, the potion sound effect. Please don't choke on the bell. <laughs> so the Grinch did sort of succeed up to a point, right? Yeah, he let me down, like, at the last hurdle. Yeah, so we know that the Grinch has sort of the mechanical skill to do the steal. So what I'm going to need you to invest your money in this year is someone who can do cool music on Cameo, like some kind of funky suspense music, because we need to heist the Grinch mid-heist. Oh, so the Grinch does the setup and then someone else takes over. Oh. Yeah, we need to find a way to involve the Grinch. But now we know that the Grinch is in too deep and has too much heart. And then we steal his heart. Are we mind wiping the Grinch in this situation? No, we're not mind wiping. We're just saying one more job. <laughs> oh, we're going to double cross the Grinch. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, we're going to do a double cross on the Grinch. <laughs> we're getting the Grinch in. He's like, but I love Christmas now. I was like, come on, Grinch, just one more job. And he was like, you bastard, I'm in. Think about how great it'll be when you give everyone back their presents again. <laughs> yeah. I loved it so much last year. It'll be such a good sequel. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's like, oh, it's such a good setup. This can be your thing. You can be like, double cross Santa. And he's like, that does sound Sound fun, I'm in. <laughs> Why don't you make stealing their presents and bringing them back a tradition? Yeah. And then how are you going to stop him, like, giving them back? Well, little does he know that we're going to... Okay, so he's got a bag, right? Yeah. We put a hole in the bottom of the bag. So as he's walking along, <laughs> we, we provide him equipment like a hole in the bag, the presents start coming out. Equipment like a hole in a bag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look at any heist equipment. That's, like, essential. You need a hole in the bag to put the things in the bag. Yeah, but another hole in the bottom. Okay, a remote control hole. <laughs> Hang on, what? Can't they just come and pick up all the presents for where he's left a trail of presents then? That's why we need a team ready. Look, we're having a team. We need stages. I haven't got it all planned because this is the flashback right now. Oh, nice. Oh, okay. Oh, we're flashing back to the first stealing and then we're going to make the plan to steal the second stealing We're going to flashback to us making the plan. Right, okay, got it. At various times. Yeah, we've hit the point in the second stealing where the Grinch is like, and now time to return all the presents. He looks in his bag and it's empty and then we do that like, sepia tone flashback to seeing how the presents got stolen. Hmm. Yeah, and the dog's like <laughs> <laughs> The dog's involved The dog is the combatant one Why is the dog Scooby-Doo? <laughs> trying to do uh, oh no, sorry it's <laughs> You're trying to do Motley Got it. Motley? The two cartoon dogs. <laughs> you saw how Scooby-Doo stole sandwiches from Shaggy, therefore he can steal presents from the Grinch. Same thing, right? Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> What's the dog's name? Oh, Grinch. Grinch dog Yeah, okay. <laughs> Let's call him Zero because... Max, the, do the dog is called Max. Yeah, 
Max. Uh, let's call him Zero. Yeah, let's call him Zero because it's definitely not Zero. <laughs> I have a transcript of my interview with the Grinch when debriefing from the failure last year here. Uh, it was published for some reason. I don't understand that. But uh, yeah, the dog's called Max. Okay. So we need like a scene of, uh, he's like, oh no, some of the presents have been falling out, but we don't have time to get them back to my lair and back out. Max, I'm going to need you to go gather them. Max has like a shadow on half his face and you see a little smirk. We flash back to us offering like three bones. <laughs> more than the Grinch ever gave him. We give him one bone and we say, there's two more where that came from. <laughs> <laughs> and then we give him a lighter and he burns the presents. What's going on here? Oh no, he, we're trying to steal them. Come on. Uh, yes. Okay. But how does he like make them disappear and still help the Grinch along the way. Oh, so the, no, the, this is the last, like, we're working backwards. So hmm. the scene we start with is us getting all the presents. Oh, yeah, us succeeding at the end, yeah. Yeah, we're going, we're off in Hawaii or something. And we've got Christmas. We've stolen Christmas successfully. On a float, drinking a Christmas present. Yeah. Drinking a Christmas present. <laughs> or maybe just, maybe it's not all of us, you know, but there's definitely a scene in Hawaii with a Christmas present. We don't know who's there yet. Yeah, one, one of us tragically <laughs> died in the heist. At the start, we just see a silhouette of someone drinking from a Christmas present, so we don't know who's made it to Hawaii. Oh, nice. We see... <laughs> I'm imagining a scene in, like, Castaway. We see Tom Hanks on an island. He opens a present. <laughs> and there's just, like, a beach with the Grinch's face on for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> so then we work back, you know, story by story. Uh, we need to figure out how we get to that. And then play it all in reverse. Play <laughs> well, you know, like, mix up the times, do lots of flashbacks, etc. Do you want to be forward, going forward and back? For the most number of twists, yes. If you want a good heist movie, you can't have people following the timeline. Yeah, I agree. Right, okay, so we're going to do it like Memento. <laughs> <laughs> people want to be confused and then feel good about figuring it out, right? So you can't just hand it to them. Okay, so you've got you've got the, the heist movie structure working. The important thing, however, to me, is at least actually making this work. So you've told me you've got Max on side. You're bribing Max. Yeah, we cut to Max. Um, Max has like a moment maybe of uh, consideration, looks back at the Grinch, has a memory, and then shoots the Grinch. <laughs> shoots the Grinch! <laughs> the trail. So we get the, we get the Grinch steals Christmas successfully steals Christmas, takes it up the mountain, is about to push it off the mountain, and then you just hear the sound across this beautiful mountainscape of a sniper rifle ringing out, and the Grinch <laughs> drops dead, and the presents go over the side. How would you do a better job than the Grinch? Simply kill the Grinch. Yeah. <laughs> or we construct a thing where we make it look like Max has been shot while carrying armfuls of Christmas presents, about to get back to the Grinch, and then falls back dead over the cliff with all the presents, and the Grinch is like, oh no, there's nothing to be done now and then Max like and then we extract Max got it yeah and yeah. then Max reveals that he has like a Christmas pudding under his fur <laughs> nice that stops the bullet <laughs> and then well Grinch runs to Max's side going like down the cliff and at that point we're just like well he's just left the big bag I guess we'll just take that now <laughs> yeah yeah that works oh yeah there's so many avenues <laughs> I do quite like the shooting the Grinch one it does sort of reap revenge for prior failures the only thing is, he won't be dead because he'll need to wake up next year from hospital with nothing but revenge in his heart. Okay, yes. Nice. Yeah. We're going to shrink his heart three sizes. <laughs> no, his heart's grown two sizes of revenge. <laughs> <laughs> well, his heart grew two sizes, but his brain didn't, so he missed vital organs. <laughs> oh, yeah, if we fire a bullet of pure hatred directly into the heart. Because that's the thing we have. I mean, yes, and... Yeah, Toad with the sniper rifle, that was what they were firing, so we've got some of those. Oh, You're no. You're right, my answer is Toad with a sniper <laughs> so the thing with Toad as a sniper rifle is all the people at home who haven't pl who don't know what Mario is and therefore think we mean an actual literal Toad. That works as well. Which is even funnier to me. I think that works better. You've seen Dr. Zeus's art, that makes sense. Oh, or it's Toad from Wind in the Willows. I mean, it could be Toad of Toad Hall with a sniper yes, rifle. Yes, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Toad. Mr. Toad with a sniper rifle. <laughs> poot, poot. <laughs> so we've got the ending. Mm. Obviously, we need a bunch more things in the heist right so half of this is just gathering the crew so we show us like recruiting mr toad mr toad's the sniper a few other people yeah i'm afraid mr toad is gonna be in it <laughs> badger is the guy who like finds marks <laughs> How the wind in the willows stole Christmas. <laughs> the wind through the willows. Um, 
So we need to assemble the crew, and we need to say, oh, we need to get one more person and then cut away and start the heist without revealing who that was. Okay. Uh, I'm pretty sure at some point, Cindy Lou is going to be a dirty cop. <laughs> oh, Cindy Lou's the cop. I thought she was going to be a mole. Maybe, yeah, yeah. She's giving us intel. She can be a dirty mole. That's fine. <laughs> like, her job is to recover the Christmas spirit, but really, we're actually supplying her with spirits. Right. Nice. Oh, yeah. Nice, That's our nice. angle on her. Got it. Yeah. We're just getting her drunk. <laughs> there is already a mole in the wind in the willows, so I think that was that's probably our mole. <laughs> so Cindy Lou's going to be like, I saw someone steal Christmas last night and no one believes her because she's off her head and no one believes her generally. <laughs> she's slurring all her words. Yeah. Yeah, but that's all part of the plan. <laughs> of course. So at the end, she reveals that she's actually been drinking, like, just sugar water. Oh, she's just fake being drunk. Ah. Yeah. Good. We're not getting miners drunk. <laughs> and then makes it look look like she's gonna catch us but then reveals that she's actually been working for us and jumps on like the sled and flies off to hawaii isn't she a big reason that the Grinch decided to give Christmas back? Which is why it's going to be so devastating when she turns. <laughs> <laughs> she was the goodest character in the book, and now she's the main linchpin of our plan to steal Christmas again. We're really going to need to work on what's blocking the camera view on the uh, silhouette, because if it's a silhouette of Cindy Lou's hair, it's going to be pretty obvious. <laughs> <laughs> we just have to get them from the neck down to make it less obvious. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, like, there's a lot to work out, but we've got resource points and dice for that. I just I think broadly, you know, the, the Grinch has a lot of people who know about the plan. So many kids see him as he's doing it. They think he's Santa, but he's leaving a trail. I thought it was just Cindy Lou who actually saw him. Well, that was a year ago. This year, so many more people know about it. I guess, actually, that's the point. This year, all the kids are staying up to try and catch a glimpse. If we are doing a redux, everyone knows that it was the Grinch who gave Christmas back. Yeah. So there's so many people ready to turn and be a surprise. Um, but the Grinch is in. We know that the Grinch can get the presents and it's our job to get them off him before and get away with them before he turns and gives them back. So your plan, in summary, is do it all again, but just nick the presents at the end. Yeah. It double-crossed the Grinch, yeah. Now, I mean, it's it's not so much about whether or not we succeed, it's more about the story we tell along <laughs> the way. Maybe the Grinch, maybe it's the Grinch at the end uh, in uh, Hawaii who's actually masterminded the whole thing as a way to, like, keep his public image and actually get away. <laughs> oh, so he double, we're trying to double-cross the Grinch and it ends up the Grinch double crosses us. Look, as long as they don't get Christmas, we don't care who gets double crossed. That's true. That's a valid point. <laughs> Look, the IMDb page for this film is going to be so confusing. I don't care who gets framed for it, as long as they don't get their presents. <laughs> there's so many double crosses, and there's so many scenes of people looking at each other and being like, I know that we've got a real partnership going on, but... And then, like, doing a turn. You could basically have every scene be that, and just see how far you can go with that conceit. And then exactly at 90 minutes... Whoever's, whoever did the last double cross is whoever gets away. And it's the Grinch. <laughs> this is the most weird Mexican stand I've ever seen. Everyone's trying to double cross everyone and get the last word in. Oh, it turns out. In fact, don't say exactly 90 minutes. However long the film ends up running, we randomly decide how long the film's going to be. And at that point, yeah. It's every combination of like three characters finding an excuse to get one of them away from the other. Yep. Double crossing them. Yep. And then someone else shows up Ooh. and they're like, oh, we've got this thing. And then another person shows up. We've got to find an excuse to get you away. It's just chain after chain of crossing. <laughs> what happens if, at the start of the film, Mr. B shows up and says, nope, veto. Whenever I press this button, the film will end, and whoever... <laughs> no! And, uh... Instant veto. Sorry, Mr. Beast doesn't show up, kids. <laughs> I like the idea you set up like an improv game here, of like, there's only ever two people in the scene, so when a third person enters the scene, whoever's been there the longest has to leave. Yeah, they have, <laughs> they have, they have it's, a, it's an alternating between. It's an improv game of, there's two people, a third person shows up, they have a very short improv as three, where the improv is all based around finding an excuse to get it down to two again. Yeah, that is how that improv game works. You, you can't just walk off. You have to find a reason to leave. Yeah. <laughs> and then as the two, you need to find a reason that you need to trust each other and then find a reason to betray whoever's been there for longer. Yeah, yeah, until the third person walks in and you repeat. Yeah, third person walks in, you do the reveal like as they're about to show in and repeat. Yeah, yeah. I like this idea, but I, w I will move us on because we are looping on the same idea. Uh, no, no, we need to start it again, Jamie, for an hour and a half. <laughs> When we get to ending time, we get the third person leaves the scene, there's two people there, and one of them just shoots the other one. Yeah. I do need it to end up in my favour with us stealing Christmas, though. I thought you just wanted Christmas to be cancelled. Do you want to take Christmas? But if the third person is the person who's stealing it back to take it back, I need it to end on our side. So the only person who would take it back... Is whoever's heart has grown two sizes. 
Christmas. Okay, so... Mm. I needed to end in our favour with Christmas being stolen. Which is fine. Your plan works for that. You've just added an extra layer of improv where we don't know who's on whose side. Because before, we were forming the team and we knew. And we were the person betraying. Yeah, as long as it's elaborate enough, we know that the Grinch will use that to get away with Christmas this time. <laughs> as long as the audience doesn't know. <laughs> Even if Christmas does get given back, no one can trust each other anymore. So I think Christmas spirit has been destroyed. Now, that's a really interesting point because I was going to suggest a slightly different plan. Rather than just stealing the presents, I think we could defeat the Christmas spirit in total. Mm-hmm. I'm listening. By only stealing half the presents. Half. Okay, so the goal here, right, we know that stealing the presents is relatively straightforward. The Grinch has done it. We've got evidence that that is entirely possible. If we only steal half the presents and then we, like, destroy that half, the Grinch is not involved in this equation, so this is all, all on us. Ah, good. Okay, yeah. We steal half the presents. We then destroy them or get rid of them or maybe give them back to the other half that we didn't steal. Ooh, that's that's mean. But then half the people have still got Christmas. Half of them have double Christmas. But that's the idea. You sow distrust into Whoville. Hmm. You make them hate each other because they're like, why do only the rich half of the town get presents? Oh, we're doing this along <laughs> class lines. <laughs> Look, I had to work oh. capitalism into this somehow. So. <laughs> do love capitalism. So, wait, are you trying to cause an uprising? <laughs> Look, the goal here is to get half of the town to hate the other half of the town and eventually Christmas will destroy itself. Oh, okay. I can buy this. So we're stealing it. We're stealing it in their minds and in their hearts by by ruining the spirit of the season. Yeah, that's a lot less um... convoluted. Yeah, convoluted. <laughs> it's also half the work. We yeah. only have to steal half the presents rather than all of them. Isn't the spirit of the season spending time with family and you know all that other gunk? And the presents are just a nice afterthought. What are you talking about, Alex? Well, it can be, yeah. But if you get the, the town to hate itself, then they will learn to hate the season because they're like, oh, only half the town is getting presents. Grr, I hate Christmas so much. I hate that half of the town, and that will destroy the the festivities and the the community spirit that Whoville so strongly used to defeat the Grinch the first time. Because when no one's got presents, they come together. But when only half of them have got presents, you can't get them to come together. Precisely. Yeah, if Christmas is ruined, they're like, oh, well, we've still got each other. But if Christmas is only ruined for some people, they're like, well, we've still got each other. It's like, what are you talking about? We've got presents. You fuck? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) You fucking what? We've still got each other. Yeah, but we've got each other and also a PlayStation 6. (laughs) I think um, the idea is sound. I think you need to work a little bit on um, extra methods of stirring them up, right? Because if you're just destroying presents, mm. you maybe want to swap some presents or take some of the presents and put them in another house. Maybe uh, yeah. spend a little while researching the who's and like putting personal effects as evidence in people's stuff. Oh, you're trying to implicate the other half yeah, of the people, not cool. just Good. Santa delivered to only half. You're trying to actually implicate them for stealing. Yeah, leave loads of text messages from take one of their phone and start messaging the other whose wife or whatever. <laughs> so the, the slight danger here is if I just give the presents to the, the half that I don't take the presents from, then they could just go, oh, there was clearly, Santa clearly had a mix-up, here's your presents. Back. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, you you definitely need to do a bit. I think there's some of that, some destruction. Yeah, it is a mix, I think. Some you just take and destroy and swap out, like you... Yeah. Okay, so someone's put a very nice custom present in that has a lot of meaning for someone, like a handmade necklace maybe doesn't have a name on it. Yeah, yeah. Oh. You destroy someone else's present and replace it with that. So they think it's their only present. They're like, oh, no, this is what I got. I'm not giving you back something. All oh, right, because if they have double, they give it back. Oh, customized jewellery and actually destroy a marriage. Like, why did why did you give the jewellery that I wanted to someone else? Wait a minute. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, loads of custom engravings in Elvish on the ring. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I would never give that to anyone. I'd be... That helps me do the heist, in fact. <laughs> so the other thing, I could just, like, use... Propaganda is disappointingly effective. Yes. And so if I just produce a bunch of propaganda to say, isn't it great to have loads of presents? That's the best thing about Christmas. Yes. And then steal half of them. Half the town's like having a great time because they have all the presents. And the other half is like, what the fuck, dude? And let's be fair, it's only disappointingly effective when you're not the one doing the propaganda. Well, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> so you need to either take over like the local newspaper or like Whoville radio or Whoville TV. Just buy ads. Yeah, just put posters around that like seem nice enough just like ha- families having a great time with lots of presents and clearly make the focus the presents it's like if i'm showing the good side of having lots of presents it's not like people aren't like oh take down these posters they're horrible they're like oh 
if someone's put up a bunch of nice posts okay. about people enjoying hmm. Christmas, great. Yeah, yeah. Really attack their self-esteem as well. Be like, you know, if he loves you, he'll get you two presents. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? Oh, <laughs> uh, if she's if she's faithful, she'll buy you this watch. <laughs> <laughs> if she's not faithful, she'll buy her lover this watch. <laughs> <laughs> this watch, the only true sign of love and faithfulness. <laughs> the best sign of a happy family is lots of presents under the tree. <laughs> the, the, the spirit of Christmas is good and all, but have you considered presents? <laughs> <laughs> be present with your presence. Oh. oh. What says presence of mind more than presence of mine? <laughs> this does add a good extra layer to like I I liked how there was less work in stealing half of them, but this adds a good layer to sort of cement the idea in their minds. You're not just relying on like moving half to the other half doing the effect you want. The pro- the propaganda really sort of locks it in for how they're going to feel. I like that. Yeah, no, you've really got to like hand this message home. Make sure they know exactly how they're supposed to feel. Yeah, and I think even more effective, you should advertise to the kids. Well, of course. Oh, yeah. I was going to suggest you should get Cindy Lou on the advertising. You should get her either on the posters or on the adverts. You should hire her as the spirit of Christmas from the previous year. Create a whole media empire about Cindy Lou, like yeah. DVDs, games, shows, and then um, all these like products you have to buy to be more like Cindy Lou. <laughs> I think we can make use of the Grinch as well, because like a great moment in Christmas past was the Grinch giving them back all their presents. We could use that as part of the propaganda to be like, remember how great that was? Remember how great it was when the Grinch gave you back all mm, your presents? Okay. Oh, yeah. not even back. Just be like, see if you can adjust the historical memory just to the moment of the Grinch showing up with a load of presents. Don't even play, like, play down the fact that they were theirs in the first place. Just like, hey, remember... Because it's true that this is an important cultural moment for them, right? All of that feeling is what a great, important thing it was. And then just draw on the fact that the Grinch showed up with a big truck full of presents and this is the best thing that happened in our history. It's like, yeah, there's some more details, but who cares? Who cares? Everybody got presents and that was wonderful, right? Everybody got presents. You're trying to eclipse the moment where they came together. Yeah, someone's like, you're really missing out the like true spirit of Christmas. It's like, what are you talking about? Why are you ruining the, the fun we're having? Let us enjoy this thing that's nice. And then you'd play them as the villain. Ah, oh, nice. I think this ha- this has a shot of working. You're not meant to say that about other people's answers, Alex. <laughs> I mean, this is the worst thing ever. No, do it. Great answer. Thanks very much, Alex. I hate this answer. <laughs> Let's all just agree that like human communication was a mistake, and we should go back to pre-language. <laughs> yeah. So I am going to present a controversial take. I agree with the Grinch that I don't like Christmas. That's good on this team. And I think the reason I don't like Christmas is it lasts like two months every year and it's all like super duper tiring. And so what I want to do, and I think we can convince the Grinch of this and so the Grinch will help us out again, is that we steal Christmas every three years and then fourth, we have this reprieve, like a World Cup Christmas, where the Grinch is like, everyone gets to the presents. He releases all the presents that he stole for the last three years in this fourth mega Christmas. And that can last like a month but you don't get all the lead up to christmas and everything and everyone all excited and cheery that kind of goes away so you're you're suggesting that we succeed but only three quarters of the time only three quarters of the time so that people like they get their christmas and they get a super duper christmas so they're not too sad that it gets stolen three times and a three out of four is statistically better than zero out of one (laughs) you're like oh yeah let me let me win slightly better than the grinch but you can have christmas sometimes you compare this to the world cup don't people talk about the World Cup, like, for four years? <laughs> they do. <laughs> We're still talking about a World Cup from, like, 60 years ago, the last time we had a footballer on our country. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you, don't, you don't play World Cup music in every single shop for two months. <laughs> um, no, they do. <laughs> not every year. Uh, no, you're right. Not every year. Not not yet. No, no, not every year. But, like, for... Okay, we have a leap year every four years. Everyone's talking about it being a leap year all year. <laughs> Maybe the Olympics, then. No one cares about the Olympics until they come around and then someone's like oh did you watch the Olympics <laughs> oh yeah I did and yeah there are some people who are training for the Olympics or like sport a lot not that they care but like most people don't I think you run the risk here is even if you do steal three of the four Christmases the fact that you've made the fourth one a super mega Christmas might make it last four times as long so you're not actually like taking away any Christmas in total especially if the three years of presents you steal are all getting given back on the fourth year yeah I think the other thing that we need to check here is we have some real life reference for this right we're 
in the UK where Christmas Christmas is getting ready to go before October, right? Like it's starting to ramp up. Yes. Yeah. Now, if you go to America, Christmas starts in July. I was going to bring up the people who start Christmas that early because they might be so into Mega Christmas, they might start suggesting that they get Mega Christmas every year. Uh... I wish it could be Mega Christmas every year. Well, most of those are deeply religious types and you have to read the whole Bible to get to Christmas and we can't do that in just a year's worth of churches. I think they would shrink the Bible. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of the Super Christmas fans I know aren't big on religion people. They're more into the sort of Santa stuff. If religion were a barrier to Christmas, they would make a new Bible. (laughs) They would make the Christmas sect of whatever religion you want. It's just the Christmas story. That's it. I mean, that's a third of the New Testament, so you're you're probably right there. (laughs) Can I suggest an adjustment to your plan? Sure. I think instead of stealing it three years in a row, you should make use of the propaganda that I built in the last answer to just try and convince everyone that it's better to only do Christmas once every four years. Like you say, like you said that it was very exhausting. And so if you find it exhausting, there must be lots of other people that also find it exhausting. Yeah. I mean, this this is kind of my propaganda play to the Grinch. So you're saying that I make this propaganda play instead to everyone? Yeah, I think so. Mm, And I think you start with like, instead of having a Christmas every year, because some people find that exhausting, just do one big Christmas every four years. Yeah. And then you slowly, and then using the propaganda, you reduce how big that mega Christmas is until you just have Christmas every four years, regular size. Yes. Yeah, I love that. So you become like a negative content creator and you stir up a bunch of people by being grumpy about how people are ruining Christmas and then you end up having a whole media empire hating on stuff. Yeah, everyone loves the hate clicks. This is like a 40-year plan, but (laughs) I reckon you can get it done. I've got time. Sure, I'm I'm ready to devote, like, the rest of my good working years to destroying Christmas. Good, because you will need to. (laughs) (laughs) I think we have too much Christmas. I'm about to dedicate the rest of my life to Christmas. (laughs) You know, I'm I'm on board. Oops. <laughs> it's a personal sacrifice for this question to work out for the rest of us. Some of you may die, but it's a sacrifice I'm willing to take. So the end result here with Eddie's uh, addendum is that we have normal Christmas once every four years rather than super Christmas every four years. And that means effectively you have stolen three quarters of Christmases for me. Yes. There you go. Yeah. It ends up in the same net result. It's just a slightly different way of getting there. Hmm. I think your one in four years is actually more of the issue here. I think the the Eddie plan is a nice addition, but you want to start with like, we should skip it this year. So we skip it like every three years, we skip it and you keep adjusting that number. Oh, yeah, you can keep adjusting. There's a huge cost of living crisis at the moment. So let's just skip Christmas so that we can like do a proper Christmas next year. Yeah, Uh, we're going to skip it one in four years. And then after four years, we're like, oh, we're going to skip it every third year. And then by the time you're done, it's like one in 64 years is Christmas. Oh, that's really good. Everyone gets one Christmas in their lifetime. Yeah. And the thing is, right, with the way the world is going, capitalism just helps you here. Like, you don't even need to implement capitalism. It's on your side, buddy. I mean, I think we've already implemented capitalism. (laughs) Capitalism is the reason we have so much Christmas, Eddie. Oh, fuck, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) But it's also making Christmas harder to achieve at the same time. Capitalism really shot itself in the foot here. (laughs) In many ways. (laughs) No, no, it hasn't, because the fact that you have to do Christmas even though you have no money just means that rather than extracting 90% of your wealth, they're going to extract 95% of your wealth. Or, with predatory loans, 110% of your wealth. I don't think this is going to keep working. <laughs> I think that's sustainable. I think capitalism missed the trick here. No, I don't think capitalism is sustainable. Sorry, are you saying that there's some sustainability issues in capitalism? No, wait, capitalism is a perfect system. I take it back. <laughs> Not perfect, wait, maybe it is. So we start by stealing one-fifth of Christmas, and then we move it up to a quarter, and eventually we're stealing three quarters, and then we're stealing, like, four-fifths, and slowly but surely you just stretch it out and then eventually the last Christmas was so far back that no one actually remembers it and then at that point you just quietly cancel it oh yeah Yeah. once you get to like once a generation Christmas or once a lifetime Christmas it will just disappear by itself Hmm. so this is like a millennia long plan rather than my 40 year plan (laughs) you're like well the next Christmas is in 128 years and then like 128 years later no one's like do you remember Christmas no I don't what was that that no no one remembers Christmas what are you talking about it's an old myth yeah (laughs) history is written by the victors and as the victors 
Victor's that got rid of Christmas, we can just slowly write it out of the history books. It's a long-term plan, but I do like it. Like, very long-term, because you've just mentioned the last cycle is 120-something years, and that's not even... It's not 120-something years for it to work. It's just the last step of the plan is 120-something years, so... Yes, so this is going to take, like, uh, 500 or something years. This is what we hand off as our gift to later generations. Yeah, we start, like, a foundation trust or something that's only job is to eliminate Christmas. <laughs> we are the people that the people who complain about the War of Christmas think are actually doing it. We actually make that shadowy cabal. We start a war on Christmas. The war on the war on Christmas is then going to fight against us. Well, we've mentioned sniper rifles already. Oh, so we'll just eliminate our opposition. <laughs> yeah, we have to heist the war on Christmas. How many toads you got? We turn the war on Christmas into a real fucking war. Yeah. <laughs> we invade Lapland. I mean, there is a there is an army of elves who've just been put into like a capitalist military industrial complex a couple of years ago by you. Oh yeah, and that worked out great. Wait, that didn't win, so I don't think we actually implemented that, but I'll do it again. <laughs> you identified a gap in the market. I did, and that's what matters. <laughs> <laughs> Hey friends, you may know that we stream Magic the Gathering every Thursday over at twitch.tv slash Live, but did you know that we also stream on alternating Mondays and Wednesdays? Mondays we've themed as Mystery Mondays, where we play a game that is loosely to do with some sort of mystery, such as Ocarina of Time, a mystery about time, or Outer Wilds, a mystery about space. Wednesdays, I have dubbed Wacky Wednesdays, but we don't really have a theme for. We just play whatever wild game tickles our fancy for a few weeks. Such as Night in the Woods, where we voiced every character. Or Life is Strange, where every character voices themselves. So each week, you'll get a stream on either Monday or Wednesday, and always a magic stream on Thursday. We start at 8pm UK time, which is approximately 5 hours ahead of Eastern time. It's a fun space, we have a good time, there's a handful of channel awards for following and or subscribing. Come and join in, and we'll see you there. Oh, wait, yeah, back to the episode. Gotta remember to say that. Does anyone have anything that takes a little bit, a little bit less than 500 years? I think instead of, like, writing Christmas out of the history books, I think there is a way to do this much quicker. I think it results in the same effect of, like, getting rid of Christmas via political means. Okay. And I think that we could, like, run for mayor of Whoville. We run on a perfectly reasonable campaign... They seem like a nice bunch. We could, pro- If we're nice enough, we could probably get that. And then using our powers as mayor of Whoville, we just slowly ban Christmas via more subtle means. Like we ban adverts for Christmas or we like uh, change the calendars so that it becomes complicated to work out when Christmas is. Or do an Easter. Yeah, exactly. Easter falls on the third Sunday after the spring equinox or whatever it is. Christmas now falls on the third Sunday after the spring equinox of the fifth calendar month beginning on a Monday. Right, yeah. Okay, but that's what Easter does, and we just look at yeah. the website that tells us when Easter is. Yeah, but then I ban that website, right? I'm like... Okay. <laughs> I, ban ca- I, ban, I just ban calendars outright, so no one actually knows what day it is. You ban timekeeping, but then no one shows up to your meetings to find out what else you've banned. <laughs> it's a long-term plan. <laughs> it's not that long-term plan. It's like, I can do this in like a four-year tenure, I reckon. You have to ban not showing up to your meetings just because you didn't know what time it was. Exactly, you there we go. ban the concept of time in four years can you elaborate on that please <laughs> not the concept of time it's calendars i change when christmas is i make christmas variable i ban calendars i ban adverts for christmas and so we get to the point where people have to ask me when christmas is because they don't have a calendar to track it yeah no it's not it's not banning the concept of time it's banning access to it any tracking or sharing or tools that allow you to interact with the concept of time exactly so basically any computer and then everyone turns up to the town hall and I'd be like, okay, is there any other business? Be like, oh yeah, by the way, when's Christmas? And I'm like, oh, it was last week. You missed it. <laughs> and then you just have to do this four years on the trot. Yeah, you just replace the when's Christmas going to be to a website. It's just a static page that just says last week. <laughs> <laughs> Now we need to find out how pragmatic the Who's are. If they say, whoops, Christmas was last week, guess we'll just do it now. And your plan Um, falls apart. Well, if you can make them think that other people celebrated it, but they themselves missed it, then they won't go for that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they all realise they all missed it, they might move it forward. But if you're like, oh yeah, you missed it, we had a great office party at the mayoral hall, like, can't move it forward. You have to make sure that you then um, sell Christmas as a real community thing, not like a family thing, because a family will just do it. Mm. I think there are additional laws 
we could add here to make it more complicated. Like No communicating with other people. <laughs> yeah. So we're making a police state. <laughs> well, no, I was thinking, like, we, we could create, like, noise curfews or, like, limited gatherings. And it's like Christmas is the time when those are lifted and you're allowed to, have like, make as much noise as you want and gather in large groups. We had a pandemic not that long ago. You can't gather in large groups anymore. It's not sensible, but I will allow it at Christmas because everyone's been good the rest of the year and kept the COVID numbers down or whatever, the Whovid numbers down. There we go. Okay. And by the way, Christmas was last <laughs> week. World Health Organization bit. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. You missed it. And now you're not allowed to do it because of all the other precautions that we've got in place that are for your safety and protection and definitely not an evil cabal that I've created. You could just define in law that Christmas is tomorrow, in quotes. And so it's always the day before Christmas, or even yesterday. But you know what people are like on the lead up to Christmas. Yeah, people always do things on Christmas Eve, right? Yeah, so Christmas is yesterday. Yeah, define it as yesterday. But Boxing Day is also a holiday. <laughs> That's a good thing. Everyone gets a holiday, but no one gets a Christmas. Oh. No, but Eddie doesn't want people to have holiday. Eddie wants capitalism. I do want them work all the time, it's true. Oh, shit. You don't make <laughs> capitalism by making every day a national holiday. Yeah, maybe I just make Kuvel a capitalist utopia, by which I mean a capitalist dystopia. By which I mean a capitalist utopia. <laughs> I do. I do have a question. Um, a lot of these things you're bringing in are rather draconian. Yep. I don't know what the answer to this is. How much of the who's going to just? lie down and take this or is someone gonna run to like impeach you from office no i think this is why i have to think about how that i'm pitching it and and adding the things like yeah you can't gather in large groups because of a worry about a disease or something is not an unreasonable thing to have in place and that helps me get rid of christmas in a more subtle way so i think it's how i pitch the laws that i'm adding to make it seem like it's a good thing for something else and it happens to have this impact on christmas that is totally coincidental and was never intended right, right. you need a product to replace Christmas if you're trying to do a full O'Hare, like the, the Lorax thing. What, like bottled air or whatever? Mm. I don't think Eddie's replacing Christmas, more sort of protecting the Who's from it. No, no, but if Eddie's doing this, replacing it and being like, this is the thing we have, this is your outlet that you need to spend money on, Oh, I that see. gives that refocuses people's attentions. Christmas too. It's like when O'Hare replaces trees, they do it and sell bottled air, and then the whole culture is built around this hey, we've saved society by providing bottled air. Oh, I've got it. I can play to the judge here. I'll just add Magic the Gathering to Whoville, and then anytime a big set release comes out, make that the big event that everyone has to spend all their money on. Anytime someone complains, you just hand them a pack. Like, Maybe there's a rare. Like, oh, I'm so sorry you missed Christmas. Here's your free pack, though, since you forgot to claim it on Christmas. And so it's like, there's still something, there's still like they're getting a little Christmas with the pack opening. Here are some bulk commons that people threw aside. <laughs> That's how you draw them further into the magic you got one pack you want more right i mean i can only give you one free pack though no it's not christmas why do you think it's christmas it's set release day what are you talking about there we go but it was set release day last week <laughs> and everyone's so excited for set release day they forget about christmas if it were christmas wouldn't we do, be doing our holiday promos now <laughs> yeah. Mm. yeah there we go i've replaced christmas with magic, with magic the gathering wow <laughs> that came out of left slip field. in magic at the end there for the judge yeah that took a sharp right turn from your plan saw a way to play to the judge and took it <laughs> All right, well, I'm going to make the Grinch succeed better by giving Jamie a bunch of magic packs so that Jamie doesn't care about stealing Christmas anymore. Like, I think that undermines the point of the question, but I think adding magic to Whoville doesn't. Yeah, but does Jamie think it undermines the point of the question? I'm going to tell him it doesn't so loudly that he has to agree with me. Jamie's just busy opening a pack, like, whatever. This provides lots of employment possibilities for the citizens of Whoville, because obviously to make all these magic cards, you need to have them designed. You need to have them printed. You need to have art. Yeah, I'm open a factory in Whoville, and magic is such a big deal that everyone like wants to like everyone enjoys playing magic so much that all those workers are happy to work seven days a week because they want magic to be the big <laughs> event for everybody. Well, we really want to be reducing costs by producing them cards somewhere else, but we can make them compete for very like minimum wage positions that we make a big contest out of opening up. <laughs> okay, so question: Is your plan become mayor and introduce draconian? methods to move and obfuscate Subtly Christmas introduced. or to become someone at Wizards and start mass producing magic at Whoville and move set releases onto Christmas stuff because these two plans don't seem like they're the same plan anymore 
Now, I understand what you mean, but I was specifically told that I needed something for the Who's to spend their money on instead of Christmas. Right. And so really what I've done here is I've just added capitalism to my TakeOver Whoville plan once again. <laughs> Won't stop banging that drum. I've really got to get a new gimmick. Yeah. Was, wasn't your gimmick beating up children for a while? Oh, I was thinking about just bullying children into not wanting Christmas, but I decided it was complicated. Enough. You're right. Go back to capitalism. Look, capitalism and beating up children go hand in hand. They do. They do, right? But like... The problem with beating up children is that I don't. I think I could take all the kids of Hoover in a fight. I don't think I could take the adults of Hoover in a fight. Okay, yeah, that that tracks. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, you could also enlist the kids as like you know some kind of report Christmas force. Yeah. By giving them magic card packs, you don't even need to give them like good cards. You can just give them like the tokens, and you just tell them they're rare and they don't know any better. The ten ten token from Battle for Zendikar. Yeah, they love it. Yeah, give them bulk commons and be like, hey, look at this cool card. Doesn't it look so cool? It's got fire on it. Like if you see. Anyone performing Christmas, uh, report it back to us and we'll give you a pack. <laughs> Enlist the children to my side and then beat them up. I like it. If they don't work with you. Well, you get, you get them to beat each other up if they're not reporting stuff, that's right? That's true, that's true. I could just, yeah, like threaten them into, if they, they seem like they're like, I don't really care about the packs, I can just like bully them into wanting the packs again. <laughs> Ideal. Perfect. No notes. <laughs> yeah, let's not scrutinise that one too far. Just, <laughs> let's just move on. You're right, that plan did get a bit complicated, but I think it all tracks. <laughs> okay, so I hear what you're saying of like, ruin Christmas. Absolutely. I've heard some ruining Christmas and I've heard some business ideas. And I think I've come up with a way to combine those. Okay. So we can go for a more subtle approach that destroys the Christmas spirit long term. I mean, forevermore. I don't mean this necessarily has to take very long. By looking at, like, Manifest Destiny and all that. Okay, that, that wasn't what I was expecting. So they have a roast beast. Yes, they do. That's a big feature of Christmas. I believe that is in the text for Whoville, right? Yeah, roast beast is an important part of Christmas. I think I could make a bit of money playing up how good it is to have roast beast providing roast beast right like i say oh, i've got all these roast beast farms etc etc i go out hunting i hunt roast beast oh, you have farms and you're hunting them oh i don't have farms i say i have farms i oh, say you have far- wait but- i mean i have a farm it's just a slaughter it's a processing facility there's not actually any live roast beast there oh you have a factory but you still have to hunt the roast beast yeah i call it a farm it's a factory named farm <laughs> <laughs> i'm not technically lying <laughs> farm industries yep so I I get everyone so into the routine of having roast beast. You know, roast beast is such a nice way to share Christmas with your family. It's a really positive thing. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And then I start selling experiences like, hey, it's more humane to, rather than these farmed roast beasts, we're going to start doing like free range or wild caught roast beast. Eventually reaching up to the point where I sell hunting packages. Oh. Now I've managed to like isolate roast beasts to a very small area of the wild, having like overhunted them except in this small reserve on my farm. Yeah, yeah. I mean near my farm. I buy some land, I keep it as a reserve. Yeah, of course. And so I put all these images out, all this media saying, look at the roast beast, unroast beast. Not yet roast beast to <laughs> yeah. be roast. Beast that you can roast. <laughs> look at the pre-roast beast. <laughs> look at them flourishing in the wild. And I sell these packages to go hunt beast love it love it love selling stuff to people and then i sell the last package they don't know it's the last package until they say oh yeah we've someone does the shot and then i announce unfortunately there are no more roast beast hunting packages available so you've driven them to extinction i've driven the who to drive the beast to extinction oh experience packages i thought you meant a literal bunch of like weapons oh no literally (laughs) yeah an experience package like come out we'll take you on the hunt and then i get it so ingrained in their culture that i've rolled back my push my media push over the last few years as i know the numbers are dwindling but where they experience them they seem normal right oh you're okay as you sort of shrink the area and so i remove myself from responsibility again you're using propaganda to make it seem like the roast beasts are thriving but actually yes yes i'm using propaganda a lot of that today but the point is that i've extracted myself as like the main roast beast person from their view a few years before they kill the last roast beast okay so that they're fully responsible so this this ruins christmas not only that every time they go to have christmas together they're like what have we done Ooh, <laughs> oof. we who humanity what has humanity done <laughs> oh so you're ruining christmas by associating it with ecological 
psychological destruction. Wow. With, like, personal guilt. Yes, guilt. Responsibility. For the destruction of a species. A loss of the good times that were once there. Oh my god, that's so devastating. I, I have one question. This plan is otherwise perfect. I'm not sure if it is otherwise perfect, but I'm going to frame it like that. A deep undercurrent of sadness pervades Who society every time they look out wow. to the rolling hills. Are any of the Who's vegetarian? Uh, I mean, I don't... Statistically not enough. Maybe some of them are, but clearly not enough, right? Like, the roast beast is such a big feature. Okay, good point, yeah. The, I mean, the vegetarians might feel superior about it, but they're not going to go around... Like, that's not that's not going to make Christmas less sad for everyone. It's just going to make them angry at the vegetarians. Okay, yeah. No, I buy, th- I buy that. Oh, I get the... I'm angry at each other as well. Like, the goal here, it's just to replace... It's to put such a, a guilt attachment. Like, uh, we've, we've absolutely messed something up. Christmas is now like remembrance. It's it's not a time of happiness and joy. It's a time of depression and responsibility. And we're going to feel bad about this for generations. <laughs> so you've heisted this Christmas spirit. And we're also going to learn about ecological things and protect the world from the effects of capitalism. Take that, Eddie. No, don't do it. Bad plan. <laughs> Ruh, I hate it. Get rid of it. Jamie, throw this answer out. <laughs> ben, you're doing the most capitalism here. You're literally creating a monopoly and then exploiting it for your own game. You can't just turn around and say, actually, capitalism. <laughs> no, Alex here with the actual theory. I'm doing a small part of capitalism as like a, a vaccine. <laughs> Alex is the one person who actually understands what people are talking about when they say capitalism. <laughs> I do a little capitalism. They learn to hate capitalism from it. I think this is a little bit more than a little capitalism, but sure. Okay, but like, I, it's not necessarily, it might not even be business. I'm not in it really for the wealth am i i'm just trying to cover my costs i can be a non-profit a non-profit with the end goal to eliminate a species of wild beast <laughs> yeah exactly a purpose oh man you have to put such emphasis on the roast beast oh yeah that they don't get to the point where they think well let's just get a new roast beast like, let's just put a new animal like, let's just get turkey or something yeah some some random animal like turkey yeah well the, the point is like there will be i want to make it so that there's enough enough roast beast until there isn't. Yes, no, I understand. The importance of Roast Beast is fine. It's really the impact of... Because they're not going to go like, oh, we've killed all the Roast Beast, now it's turkey time. Mm. Or if they, the ones who do <laughs> it's will feel time. guilty. Yeah, the point is that it's just the guilt of what they've done to their world. Like, no one's ever going to see a wild Roast Beast, unroast Beast, walking across the wilderness anymore. So, so, so it doesn't matter that there are replacements. You just want to... Yeah, you just want to add guilt into the equation. Yeah. That can't be removed. It's sort of marred the entire concept forever. Yeah, uh, one of the Who's invas- invents like a, a substitute roast, like vegetarian, vegan roast beast. Everyone sits down for dinner. It's like, this is still pretty sad, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you still have to make step one of your plan, control 100% of the world's supply of roast beast. Easy. Uh, well, it's not so, I don't necessarily need a monopoly. I just need- You just need to pick what beast you can get 100% monopoly on and make that the go-to one. Well, no, it is, it's beast. It's a beast. I just need to overhunt it. But like, it's the local one. One, right? Yeah, it's a native creature. I just overhunt it, but also make sure that they're around in the local area. I don't hunt in the local area until they're wiped out everywhere else. What do you do about the people who are against hunting animals and they're like, well, we need to get some natural preserves for roast beast? I have a, I have a preserve. I've got the preserve. It's a big deal. Right, but then you're allowing people to hunt on them and surely people are going to be like, well, you're not really trying to preserve them if you're allowing hunting them. That does happen, but those people are wrong and actually people who are very ecological... That's where the propaganda comes in. <laughs> in real life... Now, I think it's kind of weird to be someone who wants to go and hunt something, but in terms of, like, actually maintaining ecological positive outcomes... Those people pay a lot of money that goes into preserving the parks and things. So actually, it is sort of a net good, even if it's a weird way to go about it. Yeah, they do have a weird, like, two-directional incentive of, I want to kill them, but to be able to kill them, I need to make them be still alive. Oh, I see. Okay. No, it's not only... It's it's just, like, the people who want to kill, the parks who protect them sell these very expensive packages to go and hunt this, like, rare lion or whatever. Hmm. The fact that they're doing that is weird, but the money they get allows them to do a lot more than if they just kept that lion alive. I guess you could also try and frame it ethically and like, we only let you hunt the oldest ones. Like, it's only the like ones that are nearing the end of their natural lives that are being hunted anyway. Yeah, we only let you hunt the oldest ones and then <laughs> strategically go down, down, down until it's like, oh, well, the oldest one was 10 because it's the last one. <laughs> this is like a really young roast beast. Don't worry about 
about it. <laughs> As I've said, we've done the push from like, actually, the reason they're hunting them is partially an ethical thing anyway, right? We said it's part of that free range wildlife experience. Okay. Yeah. You just have to be very careful with like the people you employ to make sure that the people who are running the parks and stuff don't leak that the numbers are going down. Oh, yeah. yeah. You have to pay them well. And that's where the <laughs> capitalism profit comes in. <laughs> Maybe they just love hunting animals. <laughs> you hire people who love hunting animals to extinction or hire only hire people that hate roast beast <laughs> i just need to be very careful with making sure that like no who that's an employee gets enough of the information to put it all together well you just bring in who's from outside right yeah yeah i'm like you go do a survey of this area you go do a survey of this area one of them's like hmm there aren't many wild beasts around here i'm like oh okay fair enough they've moved to another area little do they know they haven't moved to another area there just aren't any i see oh you're the only person with the whole picture do you reckon the grinch would be enough on your side you could hire him i don't know because his heart might grow two sizes after like sneaking in late at night reading the report and going hang on a minute i think the grinch would be a good spokesperson who doesn't have the whole picture Oh, uh, right. Okay. The Grinch would be like, I learned so much about Christmas joy. The roast beast is a real part of Christmas. Here, I'm going to be the face of this company that's like ethically caring for these roast beasts. Oh, that's good. And it's, you know, the Grinch is going to be sad as well. The Grinch heart, heart is going to shrink three sizes. This might be the most sinister one so far. <laughs> and I thought they were all going to be sinister with trying to steal Christmas. But this one is... It's making me think feelings about the real world. This one is pure evil. Oh, there are no jokes in this, Elsa. <laughs> <laughs> this is just a devastating time. <laughs> what I my goal is for when it comes to Christmas dinner on the fateful final Christmas, <laughs> all of the Who's, upon eating their final bite of roast beast and realizing what they've done, their heart will shrink three sizes that day. <laughs> Do you make an announcement during the dinner? Yeah, you put it. You put it in the Queen's speech. So after they finish their dinner, <laughs> the Grinch's speech, they please. sit yeah. down to the TV. The Queen's speech happens. We still have a Queen, by the way. Don't worry about it. Yeah, the Grinch's speech. That's fine. The Grinch's speech. Exactly. Uh, and then they, they realise. So you, you just delay your announcement a little bit longer. I want to have extracted myself from the image a little bit before this happens. Sure. Okay. Because that's part of the way of making sure that they're sad and I don't have me to blame. I've sort of removed myself from the picture a few years prior. And the idea of wild hunting and permits is now a government function and a normalised thing. Oh, this is a thing that the Who's think is just like a traditional standard. Yeah, and they just think the numbers are right because they've been set up for a few years and they've been signing off on it. So this is another 40-year plan? Uh, I think, no, we can extinct them in like 10. Oh, is that enough time <laughs> oh. to remove yourself from the picture? <laughs> like five years to set it up and then I disappear. Like the next two years we work on... How many roast beasts are they eating every Christmas? Well, every family's eating one, right? There are not that many of them in the first place. They've been doing a lot of ecological damage. <laughs> you mean they're already on, on the way out anyway? Do you even need to do anything? <laughs> <laughs> the Industrial Revolution was really bad for the wild beast. Arguably, if you don't do anything, then someone else who's paying attention who knows the numbers instead of you might might start conservation. Oh, great. That, that's your route in. You're like, we are slowly extincting the wild beast. I'm going to set up a company to preserve them and make sure we hunt them ethically and responsibly. Oops, we fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> My job isn't extincting the wild beast. My job is making it not obvious that we're doing that until they do it. And then you announce it as they take their last bite and it just sets in. You know how I've not been letting anyone have all the information at once? Yeah. I still don't do that, but like we've independently funneled some money into having like wild research surveys. And so they all come together like shortly after Christmas and they're like, oh, we've put it together and there aren't any wild beasts left. Yeah, you want them to have <laughs> eaten the last one to feel extra guilty. Yeah. Not, not like you don't announce it before they're about to have their last dinner. You have to announce it after the last one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I want them to succeed in getting just about enough wild beast for that last year. And in doing so, the numbers are now no longer sustainable. Would it be more devastating if you announced there's exactly one wild beast left? Yes. Ooh. Not a breeding pair, but one. No, we can't even make the population come back. I keep one and release it. So they, they're like, oh, all the wild beasts are gone. And then if, like months later, they find one. And they're like, oh, we found one. So exciting. Oh, no. It would be so good if you could keep that one hidden for a few years. And then they find it a few years later. And they're like, oh, my God, the wild beasts are back. We might be able to save them. And then they, you hit them again. Oh, even better. I wait until they're like building some sort of facility or like a, a monument to like what we did to the wild beast yeah. and then I slip them into the building site at the night so they get <laughs> crushed by a machine. <laughs> <laughs> 
the last two, the last breeding pair of wild beast accidentally got crushed. Oh, you make the monument that they built for the wild beast also a source of the tragedy. <laughs> I make the monument fall over onto the last breeding pair of wild beast. Oh, this is oh. this is pure evil. I love it. Sabotage. The, yeah, on the opening day, you're like, well, we've got the last wild beast here to like cut the ribbon or whatever, and <laughs> set up so, like somehow set up so that when the wild beast cuts the ribbon, the statue falls on it top just of explodes. it. <laughs> it just explodes. <laughs> Turns out the ribbon was poison to wild beasts. Yeah, that sort of shit. Oh, God. Oh, the fact that we made this such a symbolic moment killed it. <laughs> oh, he's the villain. Absolutely. <laughs> Jamie, you love the bad guys. What's the problem? <laughs> this is the most evil we've ever been. <laughs> I'm the person who brought along How Do We Steal Christmas. I think, I think I've think i cemented in being the villain. Yeah, I mean, often, like, I prefer a more comical evil where, you know, there's a big reveal and I'm an enemy, but the goal here is to make them think that they're the bad ones. You just want guilt and sadness and depression. Yeah, exactly. Mwah. Oh, and you make sure that the local counselling service is underfunded just so they don't deal with the depression as a result. Yeah, I mean, I don't need to worry about that. Yeah, no, you don't. This might be the worst answer we've ever given and not because mm. it's a bad answer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I can top that. <laughs> Do you want to try? So I want to be a little less evil. Okay. <laughs> what? So not playing to the judge. <laughs> Instead of getting rid of, like, every beast, we just get rid of one thing. And that, of course, is Santa. What, just to stop them getting presents in the first place? Yeah, exactly. Well, there's one thing where we convince Whoville that Santa's not real. And thus, as no one believes in Santa, no one gets any presents because no one believes in Santa. Okay, so that's that one's propaganda again. That one's propaganda. But I think the better idea would be just take Santa out. You mean behind the shed with a shotgun kind of thing? Behind the shed, yeah. Oh, and I thought you meant for a nice... Just distract him on Christmas Day. Take him out for a nice dinner. <laughs> I, that could work, yeah. <laughs> now, I just need to check. This is a non-Whoville Christmas plan. Yeah, this is for everyone. Okay. This is getting rid of Christmas, the magic of Christmas for everyone. Could you do this in the reverse way? actually you make whoville go all in on santa and then either get rid of santa or make santa forget about whoville make santa forget about whoville what with like inception or something oh oh you reverse heist santa to put all the whoville kids on the naughty list i mean his, <laughs> his internet security is probably not that good we could probably find a vulnerability and get in <laughs> flood his nice list with like too many people just gets the bottom of the naughty list it just says all of whoville yeah <laughs> for killing the roast beef hacker adventure into cyber santa just put wild card who yeah all the addresses in whoville uh, like on the uber naughty list that just gets put into the naughty list at the first thing every every year so no one's ever going to get anything you just hack into google maps and remove whoville from the map and then santa won't be able Ooh. to find it Ooh, yeah. <laughs> and so they stop getting presents yep so there's no longer any presents for the grinch to steal to steal christmas right if the whoville aren't getting presents the grinch has nothing to hang on why don't they just buy each other presents rather than rely on Santa? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, Santa does that. What are you talking about? Yeah, I think that's why you have to go all in, make Hoover go all in on Santa rather than make them forget about Santa. If they forget about Santa, they still remember Christmas. Yeah, yeah, because we do know in the story there are already presents there, right? I assume that was Santa. The kids are like, Whoville specifically, the kids are like, oh, this is Santa, but actually there's presents already there to take, right? <laughs> Unless your argument here is that the true meaning of Christmas is Santa and not yeah. the presents or the fam coming together as a family. I'm sure the actual Saint Nicholas would have loved to know that the true meaning of Christmas is Saint Nicholas, not the birth of Jesus Christ. I'm sure that would fill him with so much joy and happiness. Uh, yeah, I don't think he really cares that much. Well, he gets dead. As long as kids get presents. I think this is the bit. As long as the kids get presents, isn't that all he really cares about? So you want to make it so the parents don't buy presents for the kids, because they know Santa's bringing them. Yeah, exactly. Like They're relying on Santa, and then you remove either Whoville from the what Santa's delivering to, or remove Santa entirely with a well-timed assassination. And because the parents knew they could rely on Santa, they haven't bothered getting the presents. And then they wake up and there's nothing. So you go on a campaign where you f you dress up as Santa to give even more presents so that it has to be all of the presents are supplied through Santa. Because Santa's only giving a small amount of presents, like a nice amount, but like not enough to fully sustain Christmas. That sounds rather expensive, but I, I can get behind it. But only around Whoville, right? So you go around being Santa just for the Who's. Like super duper Santa. 
Santa. Yeah, yeah. And then you withdraw and also, like, set up a, a surface-to-air missile anti-Santa defense system. <laughs> <laughs> Look, the, the thing is, right, we know that we can't stop Santa. We tried and we failed. So I think, actually, what you want to do is convince Santa that the Grinch is doing his job for him. Ah, yeah, outsource it. We have video evidence of that now. We can edit video. Not that hard. I don't think Santa's old enough that he probably doesn't understand the concept of technology. <laughs> probably doesn't understand how video editing works. And so we doctor the Grinch movie or something to make it look like the Grinch has done Santa's job for him. You just cut out the first half. We make that a big part of the Who tradition. So Santa, even if he's like, I still, I've still got to make presents for everyone, he drops them off to the Grinch, thinking that's the tradition that Whoville really enjoys. Ah. And then we heist the Grinch. <laughs> There's something very important. When you're editing, you can't edit tired. Because if you fall asleep even for a moment, Santa will see what you're doing. Uh, he, hmm. So you have to enter it in one go. He sees you when you're sleeping, but he only knows when you're awake. You have to not be tired, right? Like, say so you wake up in the morning, you make sure you're high on energy, yeah. you take an adrenaline shot, and you edit for like 30 minutes. To be fair, I've only nearly fallen asleep once during editing this podcast. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> that was like, I was just tired as hell and it needed to get done. It wasn't like... Yeah, that's fair enough. If you drift a little bit, if you even go like nod your head, drift a tiny bit, Santa probably gets that vision. Yeah, you're right. So you mentioned outsourcing it to the Grinch. I do have a group of people who we've discussed outsourcing Christmas to before who we have more access to than the Grinch. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's us. Oh, okay. On a previous episode of this of this podcast. Interesting. Now, my memory betrays me here. I can't remember which of our plans worked to get Santa to outsource to us. Was it everyone? Was that the everyone episode? That was an everybody wins episode, yeah. Okay, so we get Santa to outsource to our plans from back then, and then we just don't do it. Except I was simply not. Fantastic. You've told me to receive a spaceflight-capable mech and ignore it and not go flying and terraforming in space. Yeah, just go have fun. Yeah, terraforming is fun. Building a Dyson Sphere is fun for me. That's fine. You can still do that, Bear, as long as you don't deliver the presents to Whoville, you can still do that. You can deliver to the rest of the planet if you want. Yeah, also wasn't the whole thing that that was going to solve Christmas in like 40 years time and so our plan started that and at that point the Who's will have forgotten about Christmas and you won't need to do it. What's a better Christmas present than infinite energy for the rest of your civilization's lifetime? Well, it depends how long the civilization's lifetime is. <laughs> so we haven't we haven't got the exact details down but the, your, your plan is remove Santa from the equation. Yeah. So presents, stop. Yeah. I think going back to the old episode and giving him the opportunity to outsource it to us, just just Whoville, just for now, just to give us a little trial run. Mm. Great plan. I guess as long as I, if I just get given the mech and I can just do whatever I want with it. You just want a mech. I do want a mech. I do want a space flight terraforming capable mech. I think you're missing the point of the question right now. <laughs> no, the thing I'm worried about is if I don't go and start doing the stuff to set up the present delivery system, Santa's going to fly in and kick my ass. Oh, <laughs> well, interesting. You start doing that and we've got 40 years to figure out what we're doing. That'll distract Santa. True. We need to produce the propaganda to make it seem, so we need to propaganda Santa to make it seem like we're doing a good job even though we're not doing it right right so i go off to space alone and start doing it legitimately and i hope within the next 40 years you say we found out how to stop santa yeah yeah that all we just be like you've got 40 you've got 40 years to gain infinite energy to stop santa with and like <laughs> who's gonna win and cosmically infinitely powerful being or the energy of the sun. I don't know. I don't know. Infinite power versus quite a lot of power. Anyone's game. Infinite power versus finite power. Let's not get a mathematician in this one. So what started with just take Santa out is now um, a bit more complicated. Well, because we know that taking Santa out is basically an impossibility. Is it though? Didn't like... That guy in that movie just killed Santa by accident. Yeah, but that was, um, but he became Santa. Yeah. Okay, so that means you can take Santa out, and then while he's still working out how to be Santa, you just take that guy out, and you just chain it together forever. Yeah, but then then you become Santa. Yeah. I just remembered that in our Stop Santa episode, none of us won, because Dwayne The Rock Johnson won. <laughs> okay, so we should hire Dwayne The Rock Johnson, is what you're saying. It just sounds risky. If you take out Santa, you have to be killing people forever, and if you ever stop, there's Santa. Well, Oh, no, you could take out Santa and then, like, die in a way that you don't 
Die in natural causes, and then natural causes become Santa. Wait, what? What the heck is going on? <laughs> Wait, no, you're suggesting a murder-suicide. I'm not, no, but... <laughs> well, kind of. You're like, take out Santa and then die in a way where the, no one can become Santa. But if no one becomes Santa, doesn't Santa just regenerate at his phylactery? Oh, that's oh, a good, good point. point. Yeah. yeah, fuck. Look, I think at its core, what Alex's answer here has evolved into is use the previous two Christmas episodes yes. to get Santa to outsource us the stuff and then use Dwayne The Rock Johnson to stop him once he figures out our ruse. Yeah. And I'm going to unfairly and inaccurately summarize Alex's answer as, in order to succeed this question, rather than solve it, I will call upon us the podcast to solve it. <laughs> it's fine. I haven't been on the last two Christmas episodes, so like I've come in with new, fresh ideas, and I didn't even know that anything happened because I definitely don't listen to the podcast. <laughs> you know what? You guys figure it out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, I'm going to outsource this plan to whoever wins this episode. Uh oh. <laughs> and then we'll do that. That's my plan. Oh, hang on. This sounds like recursion. <laughs> right. Everyone's given some plans. I should do my joke where I take like 412 hours to decide who won. Again? Again, I should do that joke, definitely. Number always go up, 412 hours now. We choose a winner once every four years. Right, so I've, I've heard everyone's plans and I'm, I'm torn. I'm, I'm Genuinely, I am torn and I will explain why. There's one plan here that I think would work but I'm already depressed. And I think if I take that plan, I'm not sure how that would affect... Like, I don't want to afflict other people with that. And I'm not sure if I could Jamie, take it. Jamie, you don't have to pick the best plan. You're allowed to pick the one that you just found the funniest. Or I know, exactly. So I think I, have to, I think I have to move off the one that I actually think is the winner in terms of actually working. I'm sorry. Jamie, there's plenty of times where the best answer hasn't actually won the episode. That's totally fine. Yeah. That's like half the point of the podcast. Hey, don't break kayfabe. I think Jamie's also debating, though, with is it funny to cause widespread depression and cultural uh, like loss of identity? I don't think that's necessarily the best answer as a result. <laughs> and th th there's an image that stand stands out to me from the other ones, and it was part of a very long and convoluted thing, and I'm not even sure if this ended up in the final version of the answer, but... Getting Max as part of your heist plan to take out the Grinch at the last moment. I just <laughs> I just I just like that idea so much. So Max is in on it. Hiring his He's dog. taking out the Grinch as part of our heist movie. We've got the whole movie apparently. And so we're doing a new version of How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Like what Oceans 14 colon How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Yeah. Well done. The person who I guess gave both of the answers there. Oh yeah, either way. Bear wins either way. Bear wins either way. Easy. Damn it, but I lost to myself. <laughs> you won and lost before. I should have only ever given one answer. I could never win if I... Episode intro, like, the Grinch didn't do good enough. We gotta do better. Okay, let's get the Grinch to do it again. <laughs> let's get his dog to kill him. Whoever loses, bear wins. <laughs> okay, give me prizes. Oh yeah, prize, shit. Right, well, as your prize for this episode, when this is all over and finished, you get your presents back. <laughs> Wait, hang on. What about... No, you don't steal our I didn't want them anyway. Anyway. Oh, which stupid well, presence was an accurate title? Yay! <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you want to keep up to date with everything we do, you can follow us on Twitter or on Facebook. And if you'd like to support us financially, you could send us a one-time donation on Ko-Fi, sign up for monthly donations on Patreon, or subscribe to us on Twitch if that's more your speed. Links to all of that will be in the show notes. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. Well, you'll see us. Well, not see, exactly. Ah, you get the idea. Right, good work, everybody. All right, yeah, that was good. Oh. Uh, now let's get the stinger. Bing bong. <laughs> I'm not going to look. The stinger just gets cut out wholesale and chucked at the end. Like, yeah. it has almost no editing done to it, the stinger, most of the time. I thought there was no editing on this entire episode. Oh, good point. Not even here. I'm just going to cut it here.